0: Hello, welcome to Time to Say Goodbye. We are back from the new year. Um, I took a little <laughs> bit of a break because I had a second child. And I don't know what podcast paternity break is, but it is apparently much shorter than work. <laughs> <Paternity>. <laughs> it's
1: been two
0: you weeks. You only
1: got like a week. Yeah. No,
0: I got two weeks. I got two weeks of podcast paternity leave. That's because, you know, I was, uh, I don't know. It's nice. Paternity leave, honestly, it's like there's a lot that's great about it you know and it's wonderful to be able to spend time with a child of a new life but in reality there's a little bit of downtime in paternity leave too right and the reason why is because if you're in like a heterosexual couple right like it's very difficult and and the mother is breastfeeding yeah there's a period where the father like you know really can't do all that much because the baby Mm -hmm. isn't bottle feeding yet and because uh i can't feed it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there is some downtime, and during this downtime, um, over the past like whatever, ten, no, twenty days or so, my brain has like turned into like rancid mush. And so it's good to be back talking to you. Am I like, getting in all these fights? You know, with like, you know, like, I've found that I don't feel stressed out, but like something about the aimlessness of of the past twenty nine days, outside of the times when I'm spending with, you know. The other thing I yeah. do is I drive my other kid around everywhere. Well, that's what moment. I was
1: wondering. Like, are you gonna? Are you focusing more on the older kid because she's still adjusting to the situation?
0: Yeah, I'm now her like everything. Right. Uh, <laughs> not in like everything in her life emotionally, but like I'm like every servant that she, the do everything. <laughs> that
1: do yeah. everything for her. <laughs> yeah.
0: If she had like a, if she had like a house of servants, you know. All those servants would be combined in one person. It would just be me, you know. Like I'm her chauffeur, <laughs> I'm her cook, you know. <laughs> I bathe her. I put her to bed, Aww. you know. I buy stuff for her. Like you know, even just today, like this weekend, it's just like, okay, we're driving to karate, and then we're gonna drive to soccer, and then I'm gonna take you to skate. It's just all oh my these God, like, she activities has So try, many man. activities.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and how is she feeling about the brother? She, she was not happy in the beginning.
0: Yeah, at first she was livid, I think is the right <laughs> word to use. Like, she was <laughs> so mad. And now she's fine. And she like, you know, she's starting to connect and everything's great. Yeah, anyway, We do not okay. come here to talk about my family life. So, well, Tammy, how are you doing? How's yeah. uh, how's life? I'm
1: good. I'm really good. Thank you. Happy New Year. Um, Yeah, things are good and quiet. I feel like I've been just trying to put together my book proposal a little bit. And oh, cool. yeah, yeah, take some time for myself from that. And um, yeah, is it weird for you? Because I think your journalism pace has been super intense the last couple of years, and suddenly to be on leave where you're not writing. Because I'm my writing schedule is like more spread out than yours. And yeah, it's like weird um, to go off like totally.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just like it's like idle hands type of situation for a little bit, exactly, but then I'll you know. just like figure out. The biggest problem here is that, like, normally what I would do is I would just go play tennis every day, you know? <laughs> but it's been the weather here has been crazy. It's been like raining for like two straight weeks, you know? And so oh, I, know I can't why. really find occasionally there are days where it doesn't, and then that day I go, but like, I have to basically plan everything around like okay on Wednesday it's not gonna rain so at one o'clock the courts will be dry
1: (laughs) oh I see and then we
0: risked it and then my friend got hurt on a wet court and then I was like okay we really actually have to play on dry courts anyway
1: so your wife wouldn't feel mad if you went to play tennis because she's like what you can't really do anything anyway
0: right if the kids at school and the other child's napping like yeah maybe I should be there as like full parental support (laughs) but that's more of like a first kid thing you know Yeah, I was going to ask
1: if that, because Andy was talking about the difference with the second, just like, whatever.
0: Yeah, Yeah, first kid, I felt like constantly a need to be there as support, you know, even if I couldn't do anything and be like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do well, and now I'm just like you know, it's probably better for my mental health if I go play right.
1: Instead bad. of like bleaching the corners of like the tile on everything. Yeah, exactly. Like-
0: exactly. And like, you know, being like, I got to make sure all the plugs are are plugged up and safe. Totally. Like this child can't move, can't pick up its head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to yeah. stick its finger in the socket. <laughs> so that type of stress being gone is, a, is like actually quite nice. That's, and I can yeah. kind of see like, you know, as if if we're not but like imagine if you had like four or five kids by the fifth kid i imagine you just like yeah you just have it like in a you know you basically put it on the counter for like like two years and you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) you're still alive yeah yeah all right let's go um this is called this is what's called daycare and you're gonna start it right now um anyway i have been following a little bit of the news right and the one thing that i wanted to talk about was um I don't know, like, I watched this video, and I think we'll play a little bit of it here.
2: You have said I have sexualized your children. I'm grooming your children. I'm a pedophile. How dare you, people? (laughs) You don't know me. You don't know anything about me. I have six grandkids out there. I can't bring my grandchildren to this town. They know I'm a librarian. I believe in God. I'm Catholic. I'm Christian. I'm everything you are. But I was taught to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I come to work every day, and let me tell you, I'm working twice as many hours because we can't hire anybody because of the choices that you made. I come in here and greet everyone with a smile on my face. How are you? Hope you had a good day. Every day, five days a week, six days a week, I've been working, and I'm tired. And I'm tired of all of you. I moved to this town two and a half years ago, and I regret it every day for the last year. This has been horrible. I didn't know people could be like this. I wasn't raised
0: this way. It's of this librarian in Michigan. Ugh. And, um, you know, like she's talking to a group of parents that are like part of some, I don't even know what the name of the group is, but it's one of these like new groups that have started that are very Trumpy. They're very like cultural. I, I don't even know how to describe, how would you describe these groups? Like, because like, I'm just having like, a, like, I know they exist because there's one here, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not here in Berkeley. But two towns over to the east in Lafayette, which is uh-huh. like not really like it's not like we're talking about like Staten Island here, you know? Like we're not mm-hmm. talking about like a radically different politic from the rest of everybody else. Like the people in Lafayette are like, yeah, perhaps they're more like conservative or whatever, but they're still Democrats, you know, they're still Bay Area oh, people. Okay. Right. And like they have this like parent group that like ran for a school board and tried to, like, upend, like, the school board system there, saying, like, the school was, like, too woke or... Like, you know, it's, it, 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 it's like, it popped up in strange mm-hmm. places. Well, Even I, I don't though know, it's, yeah, it's a democratic
1: it. town, but there's still this kind of, like, mob politics among certain group of parents?
0: Well, that's where people don't know. Like, you know, like, some people think, like, where did this come from? Like, why did they target this? How did they mm-hmm. convince some of these parents to do this thing? I think I've told this story here before, but... When I was growing up, we had a similar thing happen in my town where one of the high school English teachers was trying to teach like some, he was gay and he was trying to teach uh, gay literature as part of like the whatever multicultural like lesson plan, right? like a multicultural mm-hmm. lesson plan was happening. So you read like, oh, well, I don't know. I forget what the Asian book was. I think it really was Joy Luck Club. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But we read like Invisible Man, and so like we read Native Son. Oh, that's nice. And so he tried to introduce like you know like books by gay authors. Uh Anyway, this group pops out of nowhere. You know, it's called like some. It's like it's always called something like protecting, putting families first, or some bullshit like that. And then they start this whole campaign and ends as this like horrific act of vandalism. I've written about this where like all the school buses Whoa. in our town had like all sorts of like homophobic slurs on them and like with his name on, attached to it oh and people God. are calling for his firing that popped out of nowhere it felt like you know at the time and I was think he that...
1: out to everybody before yeah, this out. happened okay interesting and when yeah. he was out just teaching nobody was trying to run him out of town from the moment he was hired or anything like that it was just with the books
0: yeah, it was because it was a curriculum thing, right. which is like wow. and I, I don't know. I have these things. I think I'm old enough. I think you are too. That's wild. Not to like, but like we're both old enough where like <laughs> we can remember things happening, you know? <laughs> yeah. That like are similar to the things that are happening now. Right. You know what I mean? Like we have
1: historical references in our own history. We're that right. old. Yeah.
0: And like, I like for example, <laughs> not to like make any type of commentary on this at all, but like I do remember when like in 2000 and Nine to 2011, a whole bunch of old Asian people are getting beat up in San Francisco and like what that conversation was Hmm. and how similar it is to 2022 or 2020, 2021, which is why it's always difficult for me to buy the whole Trump thing because Mm -hmm. I was like, no, this happened like 11 years ago and it was the exact same types of attacks, you know. Um, But like I remember back to there just being like, Oh, it was about the curriculum. That's why they cared, you know, because they're like, oh, you're not going to infect our kids with, like, gay literature or whatever, you know? And I don't I have no idea where they came from, though. And, yeah. like, it seems like in Lafayette it's the same thing. Like, people are like, where did this come from?
1: And it's always around queerness. Like, this seems to be the major trigger for these nutbag mob groups. And I don't – yeah, I mean, a part of me was wondering if it was tied back to, you know, there's been waves of different moral panics and the whole, like, groomer thing. Like, that stuff is right. old, right? Right. But it's so, yeah, as you said, just kind of bizarre and also very specific and essentially isolated. And yet it repeats itself all over the country.
0: Right. There's like one theory is that basically all the anti-CRT stuff, like they realized that they didn't really do as well with that stuff as they thought they (laughs) were. And so then they switched over to like Mm. drag queen story hour and grooming. And like the one piece of evidence for that that is somewhat compelling is that like that's what christopher Rufo did um you know wow. after all of his activism on activism you know whatever but being on critical race theory is you know he moved over to like drag queen story You're hour dying, wow. and um you know groomer curriculum in schools and all this sort of stuff that's just repulsive you know to um not that, Unreal. you know, like, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I just find him like. Do
1: you know weird. when about he did that? And what what's your hypothesis about, like, I don't know, whether there was something bigger going on? Well,
0: I don't, I just don't know if I buy that theory, you know? I don't think I buy the fact that there is some small group of, or like a significant enough group of right-wing parent, f- who want to freak out about something and that they're going to be activated by whatever um by whatever Christopher Rufo like tells them says, to yeah. be you know i think that like there are probably parents who are
2: mm.
0: always um upset about these types of things and that they're always going to be that way now when they get activated is when like they actually somebody actually tells them something about their kid's school, which I'm sure before then they have like no real interest in, right? Like they don't know what the curriculum is or anything like that. But if someone tells them to care about the curriculum, then they'll care about the curriculum. And maybe that's where it like comes in, but I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that there's like these, like, I don't know. It's almost like Dr. Evil's fembots or something like that, right? Like going (laughs) going around, like being (laughs) deployed around the country and like converting people (laughs) into more fembots or something like that. I guess I just don't buy that, but
1: Or is it just with social media where we're drawing all these kind of like trend connections or something? I don't know. Like presumably crazy parent groups and school board adjacent groups have always existed and have, you know, absorbed things that are kind of ambient to harass teachers and other educators they don't like. Um, It does seem though, to me, like the the kind of like queer attack thing does keep repeating itself. Right,
0: right. Uh, It happened in very famously in Long Island, I think in the 90s, Right. Um, it happened where I grew up, also in the '90s, right? Um, similar to all the math curriculum war stuff, right? That happened in the '90s, and now it's happening again. Um, it seems like every 30 years or so, everyone <laughs> decides to do like a big curriculum refresh. And the reasons for that are because the curriculums are actually refreshed like every 15, 20 years, right? Oh, so you think? There is new stuff to get mad about, and then the same people who are now not the same exact people, but you know, if you had like a first yeah. grader in 1990. And then like the person who is exactly like you now has a first grader in 2022 who's really <laughs> pretty mad about the same <laughs> oh stuff. Oh my over god. It's so not part of it. But But in the I case
1: don't... of the librarian, she just put up a pride sign. You know, <clears throat> sometimes it's also just like stuff that people are interpreting as like symbolic gestures that aren't curricular, that are they're just like these cultural markers.
0: Right. Well, that is my question to you about all this, which is like, how worried are you about this stuff? You know, like
1: yeah.
0: how how much does it worry you outside of just feeling terrible that these people are expressing themselves this way, feeling bad for the people who are affected right um like how much do you think that this is you know like a real thing that is going to have a massive outsized impact on everyone's lives, you know, mm-hmm. not just like people in the upper peninsula of Michigan or near Grand Rapids, Michigan, where you have like eight crazy parents harassing a librarian, which is awful, but you know, is yeah. somewhat localized and then brought big because of social media. Like how, how much do you worry about? Well,
1: people? when you sent that along, I, it was funny because I had just gotten this link to an American librarians um, article about that interviewed three librarians and these are not school based librarians, but they are like public librarian librarians library librarians who had recently quit their jobs because of the similar kinds of harassment right. um and one because the guy who sent it is someone i knew in montana and this happened in montana to right. um one of his uh, family members and i i remember him talking about it during that time because it, it seemed to be it was localized but it was also a thing that had picked up in a couple of other adjacent towns Mm-hmm. And so I do it. I remember being a little bit freaked out about that. And I it does seem like the reports of it are spreading. But again, I think like I'm always questioning myself because of the way media circulates about whether it's a con- consistent number and then I just see things or, you know, I'm paying more attention. Um, did you see that thing, though, this week with the Hamlin University adjunct who also had shown like a an uh, art historical image that had the Prophet Muhammad in it? and she was fired because you didn't complain. Anyway, slightly different, but I do think like this stuff around kind of like sensitivity and um, having a few kind of like loud people be able to like upturn, overturn people's careers and um, their lives. Like, I personally feel like nervous about it. And I, I guess I hear like anecdotes about it from educator friends as well. Um, it seems like a A really big personnel issue that's affecting the way that people do their jobs. So I think, like in that sense, it does seem to have these really large social reverberations. Right, and
0: and Ron DeSantis just signed the Stop Woke bill, right? Which
1: uh, he's really going to town in Florida this time. Right,
0: right. He like, like it. it But it says any talk about critical race theory needs to be, like, you know basically you have to apply to be able to talk about it or something like that. Um, Which like, I don't know. I mean, this sort of, there's a lot of this legislation written, right. It's very hard to tell what the actual effects is outside of like a chilling effect that obviously it's going to have Mm -hmm. Um, with, uh, there is also obviously the Colorado shooting, right. Um, In the, in the nightclub. And I don't know, I, I tend to try and, I think my general sensibility as like a person when these types of things happen is to be a little bit skeptical and like maybe too skeptical sometimes. But, you know, I see like the photos of those Patriot front guys or the videos of those Patriot front guys who all wear khakis and they wear masks and those stupid blue shirts. They look like they work at like uh, Best Buy or something like that. Right. And they're just marching around being idiots, you know, and there's part of me that just thinks, Look, there's nobody who supports this, you know, like maybe there are some people in America who are very upset by the idea of like drag queen story hour, but I don't really know that many people who would ever be upset, by that, you know, <laughs> and also like I don't think that there is a whole bunch of people who are really, really, really mad about that. Most people like are entertained by drag queens and like drag queens, you know, even people who are Republicans, right? Like, like this is feels like a very niche thing and it's the type of thing that the right always does. <laughs> that like is a loser for them, I think. Right. Like, I just think like, you know, especially some of the stuff that was just like horribly, horribly anti or horribly, horribly just like baseline homophobic. Like, you know, like this gay person is obviously a groomer, so they shouldn't be a teacher. Like, like it's just so awful. And I just think that it's like, I don't think that there's a large constituency in America that believes that type of stuff, you know, but at the same time, you know, like, I don't know, like, uh, I do worry about it just because um, it doesn't really take much for there to be violence, right? And it doesn't take much for people to harass these types of people like this librarian. And um, I'm not really quite sure what people should do about it, you know, because it is decentralized, right? Like it is just like random parents in like some town deciding to be fucking crazy and awful. Um, and if you're not in that town, you might not even know about it, you know? Right. But um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think half of it just needs to be stuff like what this librarian did, which is just like when you encounter it because it is decentralized and because a lot of times it's localized, you just have to tell these people they f- that they're fucking awful. Yeah. Know? And, like, I think that that will be somewhat effective locally because, like I said, I think that in the end of it, it's just like do – most Americans, regardless of where they are, even if they are like, you know, this woman's like outside Grand Rapids, Michigan, you know, do you really think that they're like, oh, yeah, that librarian is definitely a groomer? You know? Do you think they're like, oh, do you know who I hate is librarians? Do you know who I really think is great to harass is these That's like really like so nice crazy. old white ladies? You know? <laughs>
1: It's so sad too how she has to be like, I believe in God, I'm Catholic, I'm Christian. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, this is yeah. like so grim. But there so that I mean, there's something enough in the air where these really like, I don't know, conspiracy susceptible people though, are even if they don't believe that specifically, because that obviously makes no sense, they are believing that um whatever this freaking air that we're putting out through like woke curriculum is somehow turning all their kids gay like they are there's like a there's a sexual or gender panic among these people and it's insane and i don't but i don't know i mean it does seem like the minority rule thing is real in all of these situations and it's like there are enough of the cases where it's pretty freaky
0: (laughs) yeah it's i I don't know i've just started to it started to I don't know. I, it, it sort of broke through the, I don't mean to be like callous and, you know, like here and say like, oh, well, I wasn't worried about it before. Like, obviously, it's something that one is concerned about. But I think that the political part of it is pretty irrelevant at this point. You know, I do think like generally, yeah. it's a bad strategy for the Republicans to have this stuff on board. You know, you saw that with like the McCarthy thing, where they just become this running joke. Oh my and, gosh,
1: I don't know. they <laughs> like like, They're like, I don't know. I don't you know have, what like, it means. like
0: Matt Gates being attacked by like someone. <laughs> Did you see that photo where that guy was like being restrained because he was trying to go at Matt Gates?
1: Wait, another <laughs> congressman or just someone yeah, his, yeah, yeah, girlfriend? yeah, yeah.
0: Because Matt Gates kept doing this thing. He's like, okay, okay, guys, I'll vote for you. And then they hit, it'd be his turn, and he'd be like yeah. present, and he'd be like. Like, first, it's kind of funny, you know? <laughs> but just because it's everyone involved is so despicable, and you're glad that they're like suffering, you know? Like, obviously, he is acting like a child, as he would always always act like. But I don't know. I think that that type of stuff is harmful for them. And I think we saw some of that in the midterm, right? Like, we saw, like, I mean, I
1: guess. But also, it's like the Freedom Caucus is basically the group of mob parents that's running out the librarian. Oh, for
0: sure. For sure. Right? So,
1: but they're winning. I mean, I don't know. What are they they? winning,
0: though? What are they winning? I mean, they
1: just got a bunch of the congressional rules changed. Like, they're going to make Congress basically unable to function.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, except for what McCarthy wants to do, which is like bring up Hunter Biden's laptop every like
1: five minutes, you know. And but he only started to want that. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that is. I feel like people also outside of the country must just be so confused about what the hell is going on because it was like six days of absolute nonsense. Fifteen votes. It's so confusing and so stupid. I read. I would read like one times article about it a day.
0: Oh, yeah, I wasn't even It was just there. making
1: me insane.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could claim paternity leave, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was, like I, I, would, it's I was in my, like, fantasy basketball Slack group, you know, and they were talking about it a lot.
2: Okay, And yeah. it's like,
0: I was like, I'm watching the Jazz play the Pistons, you know, the worst <laughs> NBA, like, that's how much downtime I have because his baby sleeps a lot, you know? I was like, should I just turn on CNN and be like, no.
2: No, <laughs>
1: no I mean, I'm-. definitely not. Do you oh. feel like you're going through a cleanse though? Because you're also off Twitter. It must be like really. No, I'm
0: back on. I got. Oh, back you're back on. on. Yeah, I ended. Oh, up what t-
1: happened?
0: Well, I spent two weeks off of Twitter uh-huh. because I was, you know, to explain to the listeners. I thought that when Elon Musk like kicked Ryan and those guys off of yeah. Twitter, like I felt like all journalists were just going to quit, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know. It's- and it also, I felt like we should all quit. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I was just is. like, well, how could you stay on? When this guy is acting this way. To Wait, people. you should
1: explain the people he kicked off though. They were oh, yeah, investigating so... him or. Yeah. No, it was
0: any journalist. Like, so Ryan Mack, who's a tech journalist at the times and a bunch of other people got. Uh, I'm only mentioning Ryan because uh, I'm friends with him and. Um, okay. Cause he's Asian. But the...
1: <laughs> That's why you're friends with him. Or that's, why we're...
0: <laughs> that's basically why I'm friends with him. <laughs> no, I like Ryan. Ryan's cool. You know, um, I used to do the sign Ryan where I would venmo when ven you know when Venmo start started, and you people like there's that request button, oh yeah, you know to be friends so, or no no no, no, you can oh. request money from people oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so every few months, I would periodically request like fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. It's like my way of saying hello. You <laughs> he get getting, getting, like a text message. I was like, Jay Kang is requesting fifty <laughs> thousand <crazy>. dollars." <laughs> um, yeah, I should do that right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. but I thought that when Ryan, when they all got kicked off, I was just like, "Well, I guess we all have to quit now," you know. And I, I, look, I am not Mister Like Fucking You Know Pointer School Ethics Man, you know, but like I, <laughs> I was. I was sitting there and I was like, how can we stay on? No, it's true. Yeah. And and so then I just quit because I was like, well, I I don't know. I guess everyone's going to quit, so I should just quit. So I just like wrote, you know, a message to my haters at New York Magazine. I was like, peace out. Anyway, two weeks passed and no one else quit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what am I missing out? on?
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I was sitting there and oh I was just God, like, well, if no weird. one else is quitting, I'm going to come back and tweet about the Sacramento Kings at least. You know, <laughs> oh I'm not going to be the, like it would be so oh. weird if I was the one who was like, oh yeah, you know, there's only. One person who, or not one person, other people have obviously gone to mastodon and stuff, you know, but like, oh, but they're like, oh, you okay, can't quit out of that, like journalism so- ethics. I mean, like, no, that's not me. Trust me, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that on my head. That's so embarrassing. You know, oh I'm like God. the self-righteous that's one who's like, oh, I will not, the world will now be deprived of my tweets about, like a, <laughs> you know, UNC basketball on a Saturday morning, you know, like, no, no, no. So I came back. But since it's been a bit of a mistake. Uh, but the two weeks were fine. I don't know. Um, you know. <laughs> I actually started doing like Korean Duolingo, you know. How's so, that? Uh, it's good, you know. Reading wise, I think I'm right now at a second grade to third grade level That's reading and writing. Pretty good. Yeah. It's not That's, bad. Yeah. You know? Um, it's been sort of coming back to me very quickly. So I did that for the two weeks I was off Twitter. Was You're like, not
1: gonna keep it up?
0: no i am oh yeah. okay okay yeah but
1: you did intensively then in that yeah okay,
0: i'm cool. crushing the sapphire league right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was I'm doing like really good with my spanish it. one and then i totally fell off after like a year i need to get back on
0: it it's like 10 percent too gamified that thing yeah you know? that's the thing like, like yeah. when they're like oh do you want to like use your jewels i know, to, like, do and I know. Just like, oh, fuck you you know and they email
1: you like every day or like yeah, message yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: The yeah. emails I actually appreciate because I do want to do it every day. You know? Okay. <laughs> so I do about twenty minutes, sometimes more. Um, and now you know it's like kind of shored up those very weird gaps. And now I just want to go to Korea and like. Did you should know, just talk to like your that.
1: parents like a half hour every day, also. Or
0: well, I'm doing Korean. this thing with my kid where um, I'm going to try and organize it where, like, you know, I don't want to speculate on why, but she seems to have quite a few half Korean friends, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, I think we're, and also Korean friends. So she mm-hmm. has a lot of just Korean friends. And uh,
1: like Korean American or like straight from Korea?
0: Korean American. Okay. But some of their parents are, like, born and raised in Korea. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And so I think we're going to, like, set up our own, like, Hangul Hakyo.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: And we're going to maybe hire, like, a kid from Cal or something like that and have the kid do lessons (laughs) once a week. It's better than them. The the one here in this area is, like, four hours. No, five hours on Saturdays. Oh, wow. Yeah, No. (laughs) That's a you know,
2: long time.
1: Is, it, is long. it related to a church, too? Or yeah, that, of oh, yeah, course.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: No, I mean, no.
0: yeah. yeah. It's like a 35-minute drive, for. What am I going to wow. do for four hours while she's there, you know?
1: And they might tell her God stuff, too. Right. You know?
0: yeah. Remember so. when Gary Steingart was on our show and he talked about Russian school and how it's <laughs> like it was like pro-Putin <laughs> Russian school and he didn't realize he had said it there? <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't want to send, I don't want her to send it like to some that. evangelical Korean. No offense to the you know to the listeners who are there, but you know, like there's going to be more right. than just Korean language learning at that school. I think, um, <laughs> and so I think we'll do our own thing. Um, okay, that sounds um, good. How did we get that derailed off of I can't that? I Remember? Are you still okay? So yes or no? You're <laughs> you're worried, and I'm worried about it. And I think we. I think
1: it's worth like paying attention to. And yeah, there was this really good ProPublica article. I can't remember if we talked about it, in June that was about the chasing out of a black educator administrator out of a Georgia public school district around critical race stuff. That. It was really, it definitely made a case that this is like an, a little bit of a national trend, like something's going on, whether it's the race stuff or the queer stuff, like there's a thing there's, a, there's like at least like the ability of a cabal anywhere to like form quickly. There's a little bit of like an organizing template around it. So anyway, yeah, that, I remember that piece being really good and freaking me out a little bit. Right.
0: They can organize very well and very yeah. quickly that much. And they can definitely yeah. exert a lot of exactly. pressure because they are willing to, like the, these people have no shame, you know, like right. um, if you're harassing a librarian and calling her a groomer and intimating that she, or like straight up saying that she's like a pedophile, like you have like anything is possible within the realm of your of what you'll do,
1: yeah. Because, I mean, like, I assume a lot of this is just Fox fucking, News stuff. You're too. like
0: fucking crazy,
1: yeah. <laughs> right? But so. this is like all stuff that is regularly said on Fox News, right? So yeah, yeah. And so many people watch it. So anyway,
0: no, I don't know. It's really it's I I find it right. I don't know. I think it's like I don't know. I think that like people like this is part of what happens online. People in the media are just like sort of over intellectualized stuff, right? And you just think. um well, what is the context for all this stuff, you know? And, like, there is, like, a larger portion of this, which is just that if you encounter it, you know, you should do everything in your power to, like, exterminate it, you know? Or, like, stomp it out. Like, it's yeah. it's gross. They're, like, these people, like, there's no, like, smart way to do it, you know? You just have to, like, resist it because mm-hmm. like, what they're trying to do is horrible, you know? They're trying to send, like, all these teachers, all these kids, like, back in the closet you know they're trying to like eliminate any talk about race and any of these types they're still trying to do it and like i don't know like i don't know i think that myself included there's like this is the one thing i was thinking about during like my break which is like i think i i also like over intellectualize it you know it's just like i don't know like maybe the you're resistance... like who's
1: go- how influential is this really gonna be
0: right right and maybe it's just like if i see this i'm gonna if there's like and if there's like something happens over in Lafayette where there's like a bunch of parents who are getting together to like scream these people out of town then I should probably go you know like that's the type of thing that
1: like right. you know, I don't know Well the um, American Libraries magazine article also was like I think the the takeaway lesson for the people who had resigned was that they in the future were going to put more stuff on Facebook or wherever more quickly so when the attacks come in they would that they would just publicize oh yeah how stupid and and crazy you know that right. the accusations are and then also to explain themselves around like why these books are significant and what they're doing so anyway yeah
0: yeah i mean it's sad that they have to explain I know. well that's the thing yeah. you know like i like, yeah. the books that they're mad about are like the most if you read they're the most anodyne like <laughs> up with people type of know. stuff you know and it's
1: it's just like and uh, i mean uh, a librarian so, like is anyone more lovable i mean come that's on. that's what i mean that's what i do think so like that that's bad. that was always
0: like my hang up with it right it's like right, right. who's really mad at a librarian it's like it's like attacking like i don't know but then they attacked lizzo you know Where it's like i don't think anyone is more loved than <laughs>
1: <laughs> who we <laughs> thought we was made was of teflon Hilarious. She
0: is, I think. I think <laughs> yeah. I was. I always had this thought in my head where I was just when remember they were screaming at Lizzo and like I had this like narrative. I had this like I was picturing this dialogue in my head of this like uh you know like Republican dude who's watches too much Fox News and like listens to Ben Shapiro and stuff and he like goes to his wife and he's like Lizzo has desecrated America <laughs> and the wife's like Who's Lizzo and, the, and he's like. She does that song, you know. I just took a DNA test song, and she's like, Oh, I love that song. That song probably has like a hundred percent approval amazing. rating amongst like Republican women. You know,
1: <laughs> it's like who doesn't like that song? Everybody likes that song. It's, it's song. on at every gym.
0: Yeah, it's just a hit. You know, like it's like it's like getting mad at. Wait, like... were
1: people mad at her because of the there was a derogatory term about disabled people in one of her? No, songs?
0: no, no. They were mad because oh, she played were... James Madison's flute. Remember, And she was oh wearing, like, that scary.
1: okay because <laughs> yeah. that was like another thing within more like woke circles. Around, oh no, like, I didn't do her... that. Okay, I was anyway, pa- yeah, she said, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. They okay, okay. probably were uh, in her corner on that one.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they went after Liza. They go after librarians. It seems like bad idea to me. Like across the board. You know? like, what are you gonna oh get? Like, yeah, Tracy Chapman's "Fast Car" is a you know immoral song. Like, are you gonna go like what other incredibly popular things that everybody likes are you gonna go after? You know. Um, but I don't know. Okay. Second thing we're gonna talk about here. Let's talk about it quick, right? Because we promise a shorter yeah, episode do a this short, time. Yeah. Um, we're easing back into the into the podcast, which is <laughs> Joe Biden's... Uh, oh, gosh. One of the things that has not been talked at all about in terms of George, Joe Biden, right, which is interesting because it was such a big uh, issue two elections ago and then wasn't really an election much before, but it's one of those things that people... You know, if you talk to people who are, like, politics people, they say, oh, this is a big issue, but, you know, it doesn't really breach the media very much, and it's the it sort of policies around immigration, Title 42. Um, and around the last election, a lot of people like, oh, I don't know, like, David Shore, or like, Matt Iglesias, are sort of like the people who are, like, the popularists, you know? We're arguing that any candidate who opposed Title 42 was going to lose, right, because total, Title 42 is still very popular. Title 42, if you... The listeners don't know title 42 is essentially you know what happened uh saying like okay we can sort of deal with migrants who cross the border uh because of covid right um like we have like sort of extraordinary powers um i don't know i'm sure some people can theorize about like a gombin or whatever right sort of this expedited like place where the law doesn't so much matter anymore because of health reasons right and this thing is like pretty popular right here you know but um you know, Biden, I think that maybe for that type of reason, right, Biden has not really changed any of it. Um, what do you think about all this? Like, how do you think he's done in terms of immigration?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think like because so obviously our friend Silky has been on a couple of times to talk about the frustrations around immigration under Biden. It's, I saw a couple of their immigrant rights friends this past week, and it just seems like everyone's kind of given up. And is incredibly frustrated. And so the latest thing Biden did on Title 42 is he made this big announcement that he's going to extend it to apply to more groups of immigrants. So they're going to away even more people at the border. And then the compromise is that he's going to bring in like 30,000 migrants per month from Haiti, Cuba, and Nicaragua and Venezuela to come in. But that's like offset by the blockage of them by Title 42.
0: Oh, okay. So So he's like we're going to bring them in, not
1: gonna you know, bring them in through a- the
0: border, but like differently.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If they're in their country and they have like economic sponsorship and they like, you know, go through X, Y, and Z, then we can bring them in. But everyone from the border is basically going to be expelled.
0: Right. Um, right.
1: It's a horrible situation. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like if you look at the administration's track record on 42, like out of one side of their mouth, they're constantly saying, this is immoral. We hate it. And then they keep using it, but they're also litigating it in front of the Supreme Court, which is going to rule on its constitutionality soon. So I think you see this flip-flopping and the Biden administration trying to sort of, you know, read the weather vane, but there isn't really a weather vane around immigration because it's also not right. that talking about in our culture right now. So I, it seems like this morass and I don't, I think like he's going to go down. I mean, if anyone cares what his immigration record is, I think he's going to go down as being assessed as like a very bad immigration president.
0: Right. Similar to Obama.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I mean, we haven't had a
0: good immigration president
1: since Reagan
0: or Bush,
1: like Reagan, (laughs) who like allowed whatever millions of undocumented people to stay in America who love it. Right. Right. It's so (laughs) ironic, you know, um, Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think I don't really even I feel very discouraged, like as someone as a lefty person about what we're even supposed to do or think or be around immigration.
0: Yeah. It's so far
1: out of the discourse and our politics.
0: Yeah. And also, I think that there is like I think that part of that the reason for that is because I think there was a period of time where I think that um, there was some Understanding, or not understanding, but there is some belief on parts of the left that there should be protectionist, like if you're talking about you know people having labor with jobs, whatever, that there should be some sort of understanding, or at least some sort of acknowledgement that perhaps there is competition brought in from immigration or something like that, right? And I think that Bernie sometimes would like nudge at it, right? Um, but I don't think that and I think that that kind of made it hard for people to do like a full throated open borders type of thing. Right. And so then open borders became the provenance of very weird libertarian people. Right. Like who nobody listens to. Um, I don't know, like very, very theoretical. <laughs> but like that's like such a mar-
1: you know, a marginal case. Right, right, yeah. right,
0: right. But I, I just wonder. mean like, that's what I mean is like there is not many people anywhere arguing for less restrictive yeah. immigration policy. You know, yeah. And um, that's probably why the Biden administration is kind of like shuffling its feet quite a bit about it, just because there's if the public pressure is going to come from somewhere, where is it going to come now? It doesn't mean that it can't just spark up. Right. Yeah. The kids in cages thing just sparked up. Right. It was well, like people weren't really thinking about immigration at the time, except within the context of like what Trump had said. Yeah. But when there was a humanitarian disaster and people saw images of it, then it became a thing, but nothing came of it, right? right. Like, I mean, that's sort of what we talked to Silky about, right? Like, it's not like that right. changed all that much, right, between then and now. Um, some things have changed, and I think those things are probably somewhat significant, but, like, the general idea is the same. Like, they still have these tent cities. They still have people detained, right? Um
1: I think the weird thing right now is, as you were saying, like immigration is obviously super connected to labor. But in previous periods where we had a loose labor market like we do right now, like all every employer in the United States right now is complaining about how they don't have enough for workers. Right. And, you know, they're double booking people. They're trying to hire robots, whatever. And like and yet there's like no movement on the numbers allowed into the country. And I saw in the news that Canada is actually going to weigh up their immigration because they're oh, really? having a, la- a big labor shortage, so they are right. actually responding to labor market conditions, and it seems like we're not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the uh, I just think they maybe feel like they can't, right? Because like yeah. the thing that we're at right now is basically that uh, there's a every single election from here on forward is going to be called the most election important election of all time, <laughs> and every single election is going to be like re- touted as razor thin, you know if we do not nail this perfectly in terms of mm. messaging and in terms of policy proposal, like we're going to have uh, 50 years of the because other party winning. Yep. Right. And like, you, that's, that's a message on both sides. Right. Like that, yeah. that's what the Republicans are saying right now. Right. Like they're like, we're screwed. And I kind of think maybe they are kind of screwed, you know, but then I thought we all thought the Democrats were screwed.
1: Right. Six months ago. A few ago. weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: well, like November Like October, like last Halloween, for example, everyone (laughs) was like, it's It's over, you know, for the Democrats. We're going to have 40 years of Mitch McConnell, you know? And now it's like, well, I don't know. Now it seems to have flipped already. I think that that makes it very hard for people to make any type of headway on immigration. And I think it's too bad because I actually think that that narrative is like not necessarily all that true right now, right? Like, um, I don't know. Like, I think that, the pandemic had a huge effect and that, you know, Trump obviously scared a whole bunch of people, but I think that people can like pretty much advocate for progressive policy at this point without getting hounded out except by like, you know, you will be if you're like in the media, right? But like, I don't know, like I think NGOs and different advocacy groups, activist groups can probably still just like operate without too much fear. But um, and they probably should. But I just don't know if they're going to be politicians who listen to them. You know, yeah, I,
1: I feel so, do- so down about it, because I think previously, even though it was very, very cynical, there used to be a conservative and business oriented, you know, community for immigration, right? Because they were like, we need labor, we need, you know, and they're just and they wanted workers to exploit like this is terrible. But that is like the reality of how like immigration bills have right. passed, you right. know, and and that, that doesn't exist anymore because you have like fucking Doug Ducey in Arizona putting up like containers on like in a national park to block, you know,
0: right, it's, right, it's right, like right, you right.
1: can't say anything that would admit that some amount of migration is like appropriate.
0: Well, that's why I mean, that's when all politics just turns into personal theater right. yeah. um, and personal branding. That's what happens. It's, exactly. you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't think there's a single person who cares Holy actually in Congress right now about how immigration will affect the labor market, you know, in a sincere way. And they know that if they make that argument, they're going to run out of the right. Republican Party. Um, and I think the, and Democrats the Democratic are Party, maybe yeah. too. No, yeah, that's what like I mean. That's what right? I mean. They're just it's all like afraid. so insane. And instead, you have like Ugh. people like this Santos guy who is like the most hilarious person, I think, in politics in the past 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude from Long Island, oh, the guy that like, yeah, who lied about every uh, single thing in his life, just like who's I don't Jew-ish? know, Jewish, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like I am not my,
1: Jewish, I am Jew.
0: I've got some free advice for the Democrats, which is that like, don't fight that guy too hard. You know, don't make him resign. You know, he's perfect <laughs> where he oh is. Like it is awesome that he's in the that he's in Congress. <laughs> you know, that he's oh, like Lord. doing votes. It's gonna be amazing every time he takes a photo. You know, every single. Every single speech that he gives, like (laughs) him being in the public eye more is like much better for you than if he is somehow run out of town and you get like some like, you know, like square coming in there and like, you know, being much more effective than this guy is like this guy is like an (laughs) albatross around their neck right now. And they should just let him like, you know, deal with it because uh, I don't know. It's like one of these like sort of, you know, it's like a it's like a blessing that they got that they don't quite (laughs) deserve because they did not do any sort of opposition research to figure out if a single thing oh, this guy God had ever gosh. said about himself was true or not. But um, I don't know. It's like <laughs> just somebody leave him like in that. Place. That's so like, sad. It never even occurs yeah. to that guy to think, well, how do the things that I say or the th- policies that I advocate affect the actual people who are in this country? Like it never occurs to them. Now, yeah. Like in the past or there did politicians always think about that? Yeah. Obviously not, you know, but right now it's like much more sort of, it seems really, yeah, bad. it's just like kind of, spiraled out into something else you know and it's it's i just don't think immigration is something that anybody is going to touch it's that right <laughs> yeah i don't know um i don't know is that how like the ngo world feels about this yeah. or like you know the five i think oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, think I think every 501c3 worker working on immigration federal immigration policy right now is just like sharking
0: right right they're like yeah. well what? maybe it's yeah. time for me to work on that novel
1: kinda yeah <laughs> no, <that's not> <laughs> i met an immigration worker this week who's trying to change jobs
0: yeah, yeah oh my God. it just works that way all right tammy hey, it's well, good we to promised see you. A, a shorter episode yeah. this week and um we're going to ease back i'm going to be back now i enjoy talking to tammy every week it actually i was looking forward to it because uh you know i've spent most of my time talking to a 5 year old for the past <laughs> Three weeks, you know, and yeah, well, we I love my you. daughter, but you know most of our conversations yeah. are about you know and Smash brothers, you know, what do you think why did he why does why does why does that board look like that, and I'm like, what do you mean why? <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> what know? do you mean uh, why? What do you mean why? <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to support our show, it's $5 a month. It's at goodbye.substack.com or patreon.com TTSG. You will get access to our Discord server and bonus episodes, which I think we're going to, we have started doing again. And I think we're going to do yeah. a little bit more now. It's a new year. Um, I uh, yeah I'm back Tammy's back uh, we've got a conversation coming up about housing right like um, I think an episode about housing it's something that we like to talk about but this one we're going to have some experts on with us so it's not just me and Tammy gabbing all the time and uh, yeah we're very excited this is now the third year of our podcast crazy oh third my gosh
1: wait oh wow
0: yeah.
2: We're almost wow. at
0: three years. Yeah. That's wild. That's longer than any job I've had.
1: <laughs> Wait, how long did you do CoinTalk? Two years. Yeah. That's long, yeah. too.
0: Oh. Yeah, I know. That was also longer than any job <laughs> I've had. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Tammy, wonderful good. talking to you. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Uh,